You're listening to Comedy Central. Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I feel like every time I see you, you are achieving new things. It just feels like now is the time of Gabrielle Union. However, I wonder if anyone has asked you this, why does it seem like every single one of your productions or your books has something to do with alcohol? <laughs> well, you've been to our parties, Trevor. Um, <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme in my life, and, uh, and I certainly, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing, I want people to feel like, you know, we're chopping it up over a glass of, of wine and, and just talking. Um, just having a normal conversation. I'm not using all of my SAT words in my books. I just want to use regular language, talking about some deeper issues, some more challenging issues. All right. That uh, you know, and, and to do it in a way that more people can relate to it and understand. It feels like that. Like everything about you feels relatable. Like you know, I've I've been following you on your trip to um, Europe. Everything looked amazing. Um, Met Gala. You look stunning. Thank you. Did you have fun? I did, I did. There was a point where I was walking up the stairs. I, you forget how many stairs. You do. There's a lot of stairs. There's a lot of stairs. In that dress and in those heels, I was walking like Gollum. <laughs> I, like, here's fashion and then Gollum. Fashion and Gollum. Where's the precious? It was terrible. Like, trying to walk up those stairs in this, you know, ginormous gown. Right. Um, and then, like, the after party. I'm like, okay, you know, I did the, you know, the more, you know, conservative Met Ball. The after like, parties like when that's you get what it the crackin'. Met is for almost like, and it's all about the after parties, and it's all about who can get to Rihanna's after party. That's all everybody's trying to do. Yes. Did you go so, this year? Yes. Well, we wanted to stop at Swiss and Alicia's party. Yes. It okay. Was, yes. It yes. was lovely. They yes. had food. There was adequate seating with back support. It was nice. It was for the grown-ups. Right. Uh, and then we were like, it's time to go to Rihanna's, and we link up with Queen Latifah, and it's me and Regina King, and 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 our friends, and we're you know in a couple caravans of SUVs. And then the, the wait in the, in the caravan line to get into Rihanna's was so long, we missed our window. You can't, you can't keep old people waiting that long. So we missed our window, and we're like, hey guys, wanna, wanna just go get some pizza? Uh, let's talk about the book. It feels like you are you. Gabrielle Union is having a good time, and it is punctuated with some tough times in between. You Got Anything Stronger does just that. I'd love to know, like why you feel the need to share some of the stories that you share. I love them, but it's also really vulnerable to share some of the things that you do in the books. Because through radical transparency, you breed community. Hmm. Um, you know, what I found during this pandemic um, is that we're all suffering in our own way, but we're suffering in silos because we think we're alone. Right. No one else in the world could possibly be feeling what I'm feeling. No one else in the world could understand the pain that I am in. Except that's not true. And because it's because we don't talk about it. And when people say, hey, how are you? You go, fine. And when you lie and say fine, it, when the world is burning around you, right. you close the door on building community and you breed isolation. You know, And that's when this, the downward spir spiral starts. So with this book and those tougher chapters, which some of the most brutal <laughs> chapters of my life, actually, right. I felt, the, I felt a responsibility to share. One of the essays that connected with people the most is, um, is the essay that you shared about surrogacy. When I saw your journey online, it was, oh, Gab's having a baby. Oh, Gab's using a surrogate. This is fantastic. She's just like, it's an easy way to do the thing and it's fun. She's just chosen something, you know? And then some people like, oh, I remember some people commented as well. They were like, why don't you have the baby yourself? This is the problem with Hollywood people. They've got too much money for their own good, putting babies in other people's bodies, etc. And then 
I read the story and it is the most painful experience. You talk of the journey going through IVF, you talk through the journey of your body struggling with each stage of trying to have a child, the pain of a miscarriage over and over again. And I think the line that stuck with me is the one where Dee says to you, hey, you've done enough. I'd love to know what you, not learned, but what you, what you got from sharing it and what you hope women out there would also understand from the journey that's often just like, you know, is glossified in many ways. I felt liberated. Like when you, when you have complicated feelings, complicated, messy, um, not soundbite worthy feelings about something as big as entering into motherhood mm -hmm. and the journey to motherhood. And it's not, oh, it was great. And I'm just glad someone was there to, you know, help me bring my right. angel to, you know, into the world. I felt like a loser. I felt like a failure. I felt like my body had failed me. I had failed me and I had failed Dwayne and he mm. deserved something other than me. Um, and there were just so many complicated feelings. And it's also like when you don't physically, you know, birth your child and you have those nine months, mm. you know, to bond with, with your baby, it's like me and Dwayne are in the same boat with Kav. We both had to work to create a bond because she's, she was created outside of both of us. Right. And I was so worried that maybe she's not gonna love me as much because I didn't birth her. Maybe she's not gonna respect me as much yeah. because I didn't birth her. Maybe he's not ever going to be able to love me fully, completely, because I wasn't able to do this. And I'll never know. You know what I mean? Right. And it just, it's brutal and it's heartbreaking and it sucks. Um, but no one ever tells that story, right. you know, when I'm reading in People magazine about someone who's had a baby via, you know, gestational carrier, like, like we did, it was basically like, it's I couldn't, found yeah. a great, like an angel on earth, right. and now our angel is on earth, <laughs> and there's nothing in between, <laughs> there's nothing in between, and I felt like, okay, now again, I'm defective, because that my story doesn't match that, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I feel so, I just feel messy and icky, and and just, I feel like I'm covered in like loser juice that I can't get out from under. So in just writing it, I started to release it. Oh. I started to being able to release it. Once you name it, claim it, and let it go, you know, sometimes I'll write things down that, you know, or I might, you know, text you and be like, I really want to say this and Anne sock someone in the face, but I'm going to text you, Trevor. And, and you're like, yeah, okay, don't send that to anyone. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes I write it down and I burn it. Right, just you know, to, just just to, to release get it, it out. But with this, I know I'm not alone. This is what, what I would, what, why I would love people to read your book. All your books have this, they have you. And um, in the same book where you're talking about you know, the racism, when you're talking about some of the struggles that you face in the entertainment industry, when you're talking about your achievements and your joys, and then all of a sudden, in the, in the book, we're talking about a strip club and laxatives yeah. and constipation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people are like, what, what do you want that takeaway to be from that chapter? Uh, the takeaway is perhaps don't take laxatives and then drink Hennessy and go to a place that has exactly one private bathroom um, that is surrounded by women in various states of undress uh, because it could be explosive. Um, talk about a painful chapter um, <laughs> for my ass. It was embarrassing, and there was nothing I could do. Yeah, but I loved, I loved how they loved you. That's, that's what I appreciate. I loved how you talk about how these women came together. It was all these strippers, and they were like, you know what, Gab, we got you. 
we got you. And they're like, let's go. We got you. You, yeah, you with are. With the cold rag. And right, right. Because I was sweating. I came so out of there. Do you now have, crazy. like when you think of strip clubs now, do you now go, oh, negative experience? Or do you feel like, no, this is a warm place now? I've been is... going to strip clubs since I've been allowed in. Right. You know, so my whole career. This isn't like a, like a, one time I went to the strip club and I happened <laughs> to, you know, get the diarrhea, whatever. Um, no, I've been going to strip clubs all over the world. I, I love, I love the celebration of bodies. I love sensuality. I love mm -hmm, sexuality. Mm -hmm. I am here for it. And I'm a good tipper. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the whole thing, but like in Atlanta and Miami, the strip club is just where you go after the club. Yes, it's just right, the right. next, it, it's, it's, it's the, the Rihanna. Off, yes, it's, it's the, the Rihanna, Rihanna party. of Atlanta. Exactly. That is. Um, I could talk to you forever, but that's why I have the book. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for coming on. You look amazing now. You look amazing at the Met Gala, and um, I hope everybody goes out and gets the book. Gabrielle's book, You Got Anything Stronger, is available right now. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.